This is David Nett from Gold the Series, and you're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following podcast may be explicit. It may contain profanity. It may also contain examples of and references to bodily functions. You have been warned. Enjoy the show. I'm in You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 18 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Tyler. This is Stork. I'm the Tim. Wow, Tyler. Where you, where you been, man? Um, right now it feels like high school because <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Did, you, were, you were supposed did, to say uh, to me, Stork, where you been? Where have you been? I, I'm high school, <laughs> but, <laughs> but did, not in uh, a good way. Did gaming like come over and sneak <laughs> these into your fridge? I don't know where they came from. I don't know who, who brought them. Uh, I'm drinking them because they're the only cold. The LARP lar- triplets were on. Oh, Maybe they brought them. Probably. Mm, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know where they came from. It's, I'm going to blame Jib. So you can tell when he went to high school, because when I was in high school, the drink of choice was Bartles and, Bartles and James. James. Right. And, James. and before that, it was California Coolers. Right. Yeah. Zima. I, I Zima. am no stranger to Zimas and Bartles and James, <laughs> but Mike's Hard Lemonade like really had just come out when I think I was in high school, so it was, it was pretty popular. Speaking of coming out. God, it's so sweet. It is. <laughs> like, amazingly sweet. <laughs> this is me saying that. Uh, fair's over. Oh, we have to I tear mean, it down tomorrow. It was a great season. It really it was. was. It was, it was a great, yay, great season. Yeah. But man, am I beat up? I know. So yeah. you guys not doing Strategicon at all? No, we got to tear it down tomorrow. Then we got a barbecue on uh, Sunday. Tim's doing Strategicon. Sunday, Sunday. I love only. that Tim's first con is the one that none of us are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's my first con. Hey, but actually, no, it makes sense. There's no pressure because I know you were a little spun out about it. You were I'm, like, you were I'm, like, oh, I haven't done this ever. So do you want to talk about that? About it. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little nervous about it. Talking about it's on, the first step. I'm, I'm only there on Sunday, uh, which is the... Well, let's just say that no one pre-registered for my games, and I hope I actually have players. You will. But that's just my nerves talking. Yeah. Uh, I'm running two games, one at nine and one at two, both on Sunday. Uh, the first one is a Swords and Wizardry white box game. And the second one is uh, a game using, it's uh, called White Star, which is a new Swords and Wizardry compatible science fiction game. Do you want to tease your games a bit? Uh, yeah, your stupid games. You're dumb. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> I hate you. Get it? Tease them. Tease, tease them. <clears throat> That's not really Tyler's teasing. That's just insult. Uh, no, it's so not a glare. I'm just silently judging. <laughs> so the first game is... Uh, um. Uh, boy, I don't even know where to start. Uh, see, uh, you already got me nervous. I, I need know. To get this out I of my know. I'm trying to help you out here. Right, well, okay. So I'm going to give you some advice in the meantime while you work on those nerves. Sure. To get people to pre-reg for your games. Well, uh, put Happy tell- Jacks in the title. Okay. For one, because put Dead that, Presidents right after that. Put Dead Presidents <laughs> right after that. <laughs> Uh, no, and uh, then put, in the description, say put happy, not really put happy jacks in your title, and then for a few cons, don't do any game prep. <laughs> Just show up, do a couple shots right before the game, fucking wing it. Well, people I, will love your games for some reason. I have that down pat because that's tomorrow. Tomorrow is game prep day. 
I don't. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, you're a good enough GM that you can do this. It'll be fine. And I've, but, run, the, I've run these systems so much; uh, it shouldn't be a problem. The it, the first game. Oh, go I'm sorry. It, go I was going to say, but have you done con game in a while or ever? Never. They're a unique animal, but I think they're actually more fun. There's less pressure at a con game than there is in a real world game in, in many, many ways because you're only there for four hours. And you can get a beginning, a middle, and end, and there's a little bit of railroading you can do because everybody's okay with the fact that you only have four hours and let's move it along, move it along, move it along. You made so, it through several hours of GMing Piss Drunk Bruce. You can handle any con game. Right? Yeah. So much. the first game <clears throat> is, it's a fantasy game. It's actually a riff on the original scenario for the, the shit zombies group. Uh, there's a fort that um, used to guard the entrance to this valley where this town is at, and it's stopped communicating with the town, so you've been hired to go and find out what's happening with this fort. The rumor is that um, it was destroyed by orcs. That's what the going theory is, and that's what you're being sent to find out. Uh, the second that's good. That's good. Yep, I like yep, it. Yep. Good tease. The second one is a science fiction game. It's it's uh, a riff on Star Wars with the serial numbers signed off. Um, basically, you're bounty hunters in the service of a void. Schmobuschfett. Yeah, no. <laughs> a a Schmobuschfett. Yeah, no, of, of a void knight, which is a um, effectively a Sith. And you're tracking down star knights, which are effectively Jedis. <laughs> And uh, uh, and they use laser swords. They do. They use laser swords. It's, yes. yeah, Actually, laser I don't swords. think you can use laser swords. That's what George Lucas still calls lightsabers. Oh, okay. I think that's. I'll have to check and see what they're what they're called. Um, but yeah, uh, they use laser swords, and they have the way. Because <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. You're the you're, way. you're you're going to milk that, right? Well, yeah, you're no, not going to totally. try to be serious. No, about, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> then um, I think it's going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. It's be awesome. But the cool thing is, uh, I've been I've been talking to the publisher of White Star a lot. He gave us a lot of giveaways for Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day and all this other kind of stuff. He's given me a free PDF to every one of my players in that game. Oh, that's game. awesome! Yeah. Brilliant. He just that just came. I up smell a franchise, just like the uh, <laughs> Dead Presidents. I bet this is going to go yeah. off into a full-on serial franchise. Maybe so, I don't know. Are the NPCs the original cast of Star Wars, but with the no serial numbers filed out? No, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too into that until after the game because Han Shmulo. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a lone masturbator. Lone <laughs> masturbator. Han Solo. Right? Har har. Yeah, um, so that's, that's Princess what I'm Leia. Writing. Princess Leia. There's a what cross-dressing on, body hunter uh, booby fetish. <laughs> what was it on uh, Zach and Mary? Zach and oh, Mary was yeah. making porn. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it, it was. was um, but there, there was, I, there was a legit Princess Leia. There was a legit <laughs> Star Wars par- uh, porn parody. Oh, was there? Done in the seventies. Called, I think it was just straight up called Sex Wars. Because it was a legit <laughs> porn parody. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it was a legit porn. Yeah, and right. it was a parody. Right. <laughs> Revenge of the shit, the all anal final chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't say shit covered. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to go look that up. Uh, it's it's all from Zach and Mary make up. No, I think he's talking about the porn. Oh. There needs to be a Netflix for, for old porns. Porn million dollar idea right there. 
that's yeah it's like uh we can call it vintage porn uh, porn we net remember dicks or... net dicks <laughs> right there it is <laughs> i wanted to know why no one's done like a vine app just for porn they have it's called snapchat <laughs> He's right. No, I'm not fucking kidding. Snapchat's original icon, how you know it's a ghost? Yeah. Was a condom. Was and they really? just and they just changed it to a ghost when they were like, "Oh shit, we could actually That's market a, this." It's just a condom with two eyes in it are now. You, are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. <laughs> Snapchat was designed to send pictures of your dick to people because they get deleted as soon as they look at them. So except can, except so it took 10 minutes for someone to come up with an app <laughs> exactly. to, to, to save the pictures, yeah. You dress in the manner of a male prostitute. Should we go on the first one now? Well, yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim actually had, had a, a question he wanted to oh, ask yeah, us go, all yeah, before go. we got to email. Yeah. This is basically <clears throat> Tim's email. Go, yes. Yeah, this is, this is my email. Uh, and I apologize that I just sent this in this morning, but that's the privilege of sitting behind the mic. I get to do things first, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going to be running a Savage Worlds game over Roll20 with a bunch of people. It's a post-apocalyptic Earth setting. Uh, the characters don't know what happened. They're going to wake up from a coma, and the world's going to have fallen to shit while they were in this coma. And they're going to learn about everything in character, why the world is the way it is, what's going on in the world, so on and so forth, uh, during the game. One of the things they'll be able to learn uh, is... A form of, of magic. There's a couple forms of different magic that are now available in the world for reasons I'm not going to go into because the players are listeners. Um, but in Savage Worlds, magic is an edge. You have to have an edge, an arcane background to have magic. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to build their characters to have some sort of a I don't even know what to say, like a latent ability to be able to say that they're predisposed to learning magic without giving information on the magic. So here's what you do. So how would how would I do? How would you recommend I do that? You give them all the edge, arcane background. Just because when everyone's special, no one is. So it's not like anyone. The reason the reason edges and hindrances cost resources is because they make you special and different from everyone else. So mm -hmm. if you give everyone the same edge, no one has a bonus. Yeah, if magic is that ubiquitous, if, it's not going to be that much of a If it's something advantage, inherent right. in your world, you can just give it to them. Well, no, it's it's something that they'll have to learn. It's not... It, right, that's fine. But, but you but can basically have an, a, a, a thing on their sheet that says, everyone's got arcane hair, arcane background. Arcane background. And they go, well, what's my arcane background? It's like, don't, don't even put it on their sheets. Don't let them know. Just give them the ability to learn magic. Yeah. So when, so when they have... So when they... If that is their want, mm -hmm. and they want to learn magic, and they find a teacher... They can just learn it. They just learn it, and then I just throw the arcane background on their sheet yep. and say, woohoo, you're good to go. Yeah. Right. And or you just okay. have it there to begin with, and they're... If yeah, just curious, treat, that's treat magic like a, like a skill in the are you Are you planning on all of them having it? Whoever wants it. That's what... It'll be like... Well, then that's what, something what you, you might see be, your character would do... Well, okay, th that might be a little different. Maybe what you want to do is let them know there might be something that happens later on. If you want to reserve an edge... You can do so now in character gen. Mm. Okay. And maybe well, just set and just yeah. Because what if there's a dude who's like, no, I just want to be like a gunslinger. I don't right. want to learn magic. See, that's that's going to be at a arcade edge is also used for building superheroes as well. Uh, yeah. It, so it, not just arcane superheroes. That's that's how they allow you to get power points and all of that and power right. pools and stuff right. too. So if everybody starts out with an arcane edge, it's just undefined. You're not, not kind of like tipping your hand. 
if I mean, it sounds like that's what he wants to do. Well, I'm not putting words in your mouth. It I, sounds like he, he, everybody has like a latent superpower that they may not manifest. But, but they don't know I don't, when they start the game. They're not going to know it, though, right? Wait a minute. Only those people. So basically, if you're if you're creating a character and you think that character would at some point be interested in learning a true magic if they got the option, then you could do so. But if you don't want that, you don't have to. <clears throat> See, See you, what I'm saying? I, my, to but my mind, I, I would give everybody just the arcane power, just have it unlabeled on there. And if anybody wants to explore that, they can. Otherwise, they can ignore it. Because the problem I have, the way that the way that you guys are saying it is that all of a sudden somebody wants to explore something and they get an extra bonus power without having to well, here's the, no, 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 because they're going to have to spend to reserve they're going to have to expend advantage. time and effort in game to learn the magic, time and effort right? in game right. to learn so while yeah. that person is burning up the time the, the downtime to read a magic encyclopedia gunslinger guy is over there brushing up on his gunslinging skills so or they're both getting gun, or, right. right so I, I would say just be careful about how powerful your magic is yeah, that's because if, if suddenly they're like, "Oh, I've spent sixteen experience points and I can kill anyone by blinking," that gunslinger is going to be disappointed because he didn't also follow that path. True. Yeah. No, it's not like that. At so all. you you didn't want to talk too much about the setting of the game because right. the, your, people are listening. Right. You also don't want to give away that they might be able to learn magic later on. Well, that they might be listening. We're no. streaming live. You know that? <laughs> no, I know that. That's <laughs> that's the thing is, I want it to be a decision that they make during the character creation oh, process. Okay. That All right. If you if you if you think you want to make a character that could theoretically later if if you have that want to maybe have a like a magic power later in the game you can set up your character to do that now is uh, that I want out I there. would say find a way to randomize it give them the chance that they are born with this ability oh kind of like oh, force kind of like the force powers in, for in character yeah. or okay. or like in old deadlands where you would draw your These cards, cards yeah. have them draw cards, and if they get a certain card or, or a certain hand. combination, you give them a power. If they can't, maybe there's somebody who can like you know tinker out in their head and unlock that for them at some cost later on. Okay, so that's kind uh, of what I was thinking <coughs> about it too. Is that if everybody has the latent ability, if they want to explore that, then they can maybe unlock it. Or maybe something happens, a traumatic event, maybe to manifest itself. Of. But maybe they go, I want superpowers. I'm going to go get myself electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's you game. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go get myself bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> Where's so, the radioactive all spider I got was cancer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a great superpower. Okay, well, that's good information. Gives me some, some uh, approaches uh, that I can use. Yeah, so thanks, guys. As a side note, I always found it weird. When you're building a, when you're trying to make a superhero campaign in Savage Worlds, you have to build everything with an arcane background. I'm like, because it depends on what system you're using. If well, you're using true. Necessary Evil, everyone yeah, just gets a, it. Uh, yeah, flat out. Character development and playing something you're not from Alan A. <clears throat> what up, douchebags? Oh, sorry. What's up, douchebags? I oh, got a little West Coast. Uh, a big hello from your East Coast listener in Orlando. Is Orlando really the East Coast? I mean, it's like so far south and it's warm. I don't consider it East Coast. It is on the East it's Coast the of East the coast. So, country. It's like, but, it's, but it's tropical. It's still on the East Coast of the country. Well, it, okay. Where is Orlando vis-a-vis the body that is Florida? Isn't it kind of in the Bro. middle? I don't know. No, it's still on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of on the Eastern Seaboard. I mean, that's like, saying, that's like actually, saying, I don't really consider Washington West Coast because it's not sunny. 
It's actually on the diving board. It's really part of Canada. Of the eastern seaboard. <laughs> it's southern Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I started listening a couple months ago when I originally made the long drive out here from my home state of Texas and have loved the show since. You know, that's when I started listening to podcasts. When, when I had you to make were driving a long out from drive. Texas? Yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I had to make a long drive and I'm like, I want something to listen to. What was that? I don't know. It was a hiccup. Something hiccuped. You're making sure everything's still going. Well, everything's still going. All right. Um, let me save real quick and <laughs> and restart just in case. Okay, wait, now we're back. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, st- I started listening to uh, home recording podcasts. Because you have an unbelievably long commute to work every no, day. No, it was a long drive I made up to Northern California. But it was... Back then, I don't even know if I had an MP3 player at all. I, I think I burned them onto CDs. Wow, what's a yes. CD? Uh, yeah, really. I've got stacks of them. <laughs> like right, here. they look, look just like this right here. Oh, Super coasters. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They used I, to say I AOL. AOL I was say, some company <laughs> keeps kept sending those to me in right? the late nineties. A- AOL. Oh, <clears throat> Anyway, uh, and loved the show since. I have listened since season three, episode 10, and listened to all the current ones when they release as well. You guys have been my sole inspiration to begin DMing my own games as I have gotten a little impatient with some of the other GMs in my group. Thank you for the courage boost. He started in season three. Wasn't season three like the dark times when we were doing like seven hour episodes? Yes. I thought it was six. Six? Six where we, get, where we finally remember. break the three, three hour limit? Well, there were in... I know because I'm just now catching up on the backlog. Um, uh, three. <laughs> what do you mean? You're you're a host of the show and you haven't listened to every single episode? <laughs> no. That's okay. You weren't I, on every one of them either, Tyler. I don't. They I don't kind of listen to it. The, uh, I don't think Tyler was on season okay, three. You came in four, didn't you? I don't remember. <laughs> as a matter of fact, the. Oh God! You guys are going to kill me. The first episode I listened to uh-huh. was the first one I was on. <laughs> Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I said, oh, I guess I'm coming back for this. I should probably listen to I it. I actually specifically don't listen to the shows I'm on because I hate hearing my voice recorded. I like to laugh at me. It got really hard when I made that YouTube video earlier this week. I had to edit it. What did you make a YouTube video? I did uh, the, the, I tried uh, Weird Beer. That's a new channel I'm starting. What, what beer did you try? It's called Mr. Pineapple. Ew. <laughs> With a name like that. It's, it's it's a wheat beer with pineapple juice added, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a shandy. Oh, no, no, no. It was fucking awful. <clears throat> I bet it was. Um, Sorry. That, that's that's going to be your podcast network, is ways to torture yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, that's I said that in the video. I said, I, one thing I've learned from three years of doing this other ep- this podcast <laughs> is the internet likes it when I suffer. Right. <laughs> and from the Happy Jacks live shows, you guys love it when I put weird shit in my mouth. That's- so... You're, you're going to be the jackass of comedy, aren't you? Or the jackass of podcasts. I guess. The jackass of liver disease. <laughs> you're going to be the Johnny Knoxville of the podcast. Now to my first question. A few weeks ago, our group members started a new GURPS campaign. Yeah! Can't believe you're uh, drinking another one of these, Tim. I'm thirsty. And do, do you want to see her Nevada? Uh, like no, that's fine. These are I'll I'll drink the shit that you won't drink. That's fine. I, pff, wow. All right. Uh, I decided I wanted to create a halfling barbarian with a split personality by the name of Hugh the Butcher Preston. So I came up with my backstory and rolled him up. 
I decided that one personality had dreams of becoming a knight while the other was a bloodthirsty barbarian. So I ran into my first problem right there. I basically have two whole entire character arc. No. Arc. What? I basically, I basically have, have a, a whole entire character arc planned out. <clears throat> Hugh is going to eventually get a shield, some heavy armor, and slowly become more noble and defensive. Seems okay from afar, but I can't help but feel like my attempt to create a changing character, uh, I've almost scripted out what I want to do and ended up robbing myself of a dynamic character development arc. Arch? So, how do you guys create a character that has room to grow without scripting out the arch beforehand? Let me go ahead and finish the email, and then we can address both of them. Uh, on to my second question. Uh, in previous games, we've had uh, players play characters that are vastly different than they are. The one that sticks out the most was when my rather shy friend made a smooth-talking talk half-elf. Sure, you can say what you mean and make a role, but that breaks the role-play aspect. Another friend of mine made a noble knight, but plays very impulsively and recklessly. I tried to, cre I tried to create characters that are just various forms of my personality, and they are starting to feel the same. Hmm? Uh, I have a feeling... I have dreams of playing highly intelligent characters, but I don't possess the intellect for it myself. Any tips on playing characters that are vastly different from the new? P.S. Thank you guys for turning me on to Savage Worlds. My group started out with D&D &D 4E, and after about five weeks, switched over to GURPS. Yeah, uh, well, GURPS is amazing, and I love it. S uh, system, four out of five people in my group want to DM. That just ends up being a lot of GURPS. Two of us have since moved on to Savage Worlds. After I ran a quick two-session sci-fi campaign, it works a lot better for my time schedule and has opened up opened my group to new games and systems. I just got fate, and I'm trying to think of a good one-shot to run with it for my group. Any ideas? Keep making us laugh, Alan A. Uh, first question. It needs applause there, by the way. <clears throat> oh, applause. Yeah, right. Uh, I think my soundboard... Because, I mean, like, dude, really? Four out of the five people want a DM? That's, that That's is an amazing, amazing Yeah. I also think you're a fucking liar. Really? Four out of five players will want to DM. <laughs> it's like four out Come of five on. Dennis if you're recommended. Gonna, if you're yeah. going to fuck with us, Alan, at least at least do a believable. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, so, how do you have a character with the... Is he... Is he I, I, guess, I guess the question is: Is he sort of is he railroading himself? Yeah, well, he absolutely is. If he if he says this is these are his personality traits and these are how they're going to develop, you're overthinking it. You can say one personality aspires to be a knight. Well, maybe he's a dumbass and doesn't know how to do that, mm -hmm. and has to figure that out as he goes on. If you're like he's going to get this and get this, and then I'm going to build him out this way, you're planning too much. You may be, but you're also playing in a game with a game master. And a selection of other players who may uh, vastly, you know, affect that. Yeah, four there, of them are apparently are wanting to be DMs as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you could sit there and plan all that out. Right in your game, I didn't plan on being an asshole, but that's how it worked out. All your characters turn out that way. Well, that's I, funny. I, I blame the people I hang out with. All, <laughs> everyone in my games turn like out every that way, game. Every game. So in, in that game, it was Bruce and John. And Specifically, John brings that out in me. Uh, and then Bill in in your game, <laughs> me and Bill together is an awful combination. I don't I don't think you've been an asshole in the D and D game. Yeah. We made we made Chris's dad gouge out his eye. I, well, you know, yeah, but you did it for good reasons. <laughs> you, you're trying to save his life. Once we start justifying our dickish <laughs> behavior, I, 
you weren't the asshole problem. Remember when I broke that dude's finger? Did you poop on What's anyone? I, the the X checker? Because I thought he was lying to us, so I just sat down and started breaking his fingers. One, well, two, he one. was lying Excuse to me, you. Former checker. Well, <laughs> 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 he, he was lying to you, but yeah, you, we're digressing into things that most people don't. That's the whole point of this show is for oh, us that's to just fucking BS. You were, I mean, that game was chock oh. full of assholes, but you were the least assholish of them. That still doesn't mitigate the fact that he ends up an asshole in every game. Well, that's true. I mean, maybe he might have been the least of the assholes. Oh, but no, there is a game I'm not an asshole in. Which one? Bill's game. Yeah, you are. You're going to kill me and take my droid. I'm not going to kill you and take your <laughs> droid. You're, hey, you're, I can't fly a ship. <laughs> Yet. You're not an asshole in the Roll20 game either. The Vampire Hunter game. That's true. You are decidedly not an asshole. So maybe it's not John. Maybe it is Bruce that does it to me. I, 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 I finger Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> but we sure he appreciates that. <laughs> so my 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 take on this, I think it's great for your character to aspire to become a noble knight. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And you, as a player, may also want to lay some plans out for it. But. Like you said, you're you're playing in a dynamic game with other right, people. Right, you're not it's a character like, in a vacuum. It's just yeah. like the GM who comes up with what the adventure is going to be for the session and finds out, oh, fuck, I guess that's not what's going to happen today. They're totally going to turn right. Oh, shit, they turned left. Exactly. See, what I, what I hope for that character is that the GM, you know, figures out his plan, and every time he's about to make some big leap in his, <laughs> his nobility goal, he's just like, oh, triggered. Right. You're you're at a fine dinner, Mister Halfling Knight. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna trigger and you're gonna wipe your face on the tablecloth, and <laughs> you're you're gonna shit in someone's bedroom because you can't find the bathroom or something like that. <laughs> and right, and the thing is, even though the character might aspire to become this, if the character doesn't become that during the course of the campaign, that might tell an interesting story as well. It's great mm -hmm. for the character to have aspirations, and that, but. As the player, play with those aspirations. Don't just don't make that your driving goal. That's your character's driving goal. Sure. Yes, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yours should be to to have fun and and have an and interesting let character. The story happen. I, I don't think I've story. ever had a character develop the way I had originally intended them to. The most spectacular failure I had with that was in a vampire LARP. I went in playing a character that I was you went like, in playing. I, well, I went in and I was playing a character, and I'm thinking he's going to be like this crime kingpin eventually. Yeah, three weeks into the game, they made me sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> the night I got there, the, uh, the previous sheriff just like snapped and started killing people, and I did something that they thought was heroic, and they're like, "You're sheriff now." I was like, "The fuck?" <laughs> that could have made it easy for you to be a crime boss. That ties into what I was going to say, which is, so you start out with this overarching goal. This is what you want to do. But the game is going to take on its own mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And you're going to be rolling with the punches. You're going to find yourself in situations that are completely different. And you're going to look up and go, wow. And in the, you can use that as a through line. You can say he still wants to be a knight, but all of this other stuff has happened. But just be open to those things that happen in the game and roll with that. Yeah, don't don't try to force those things right. into the game if the game isn't letting them happen. Yeah, don't railroad yourself. The fact that you're aware of the fact will keep you from doing that. But, uh, yeah, it's great to start out with that goal. In fact, your character may spend his entire game trying to be a knight despite the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's and that can be a lot of fun. And you're not railroading a, yourself at all. And he may have a very tragic tale to tell by the time it's all done, and he's not a knight. And right? Maybe yeah, the he knows barber. where point A is. He knows where point Z is. 
He doesn't know where B through Y are. That's be. right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a second question about playing someone who is different from yourself. I, have I told the story about this super smart character I had in Gerbs? If I did, it's been ten Go seasons. Ahead. Okay. We drink a lot, so okay, maybe uh, you might I, have told it yesterday. He wouldn't remember. <laughs> I played in a Gerbs fantasy game. It was run by my friend Brian, and I think we we made our built ourselves as characters, and then we ran that came campaign for a little bit, and then that campaign ended. And then he picked that campaign back up, and there were other players there who had their own characters that weren't them, that were just fantasy characters in the same world. So he had me basically add, I don't know, 50 or 60 points to my character as if I had been living in this world for a while. And I was a like an earth mage. So... I thought you just said birth mage. I was a birth mage. I was a birth mage. It's, it's like a midwife... Not Magical. in the middle. Um, it's like a mid-husband. Anyway, the... <laughs> uh, oh, so at one point in the game, I someone gifts me a potion that doubles my IQ. And... I think my IQ on that was 13, so I figured now I have an IQ of 26. In GURPS? In GURPS. Holy shit. It said it doubled it. It doubled it. It doubled it for like two hours or three hours. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means in GURPS, so I'm just picturing this mage. Duh! <laughs> no, IQ of 26. 13 would be the equivalent of like 130 IQ. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so his, his IQ is like 260 now. If that's even... I, Immeasurable. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm like... I was at a loss. I don't know. What would a super-duper genius, smartest person in this side of the galaxy do in this situation? So I tried to think of things that a fast, incredibly accurate mind would be able to do. And some of the stuff he disallowed. I'm like, well, if I'm really, really super smart, and my mind's really fast and really quick, maybe I can like echolocate. Because we're like sitting over a pit. We, we can't see the bottom of it. We don't know how deep it is. I'm like, okay, I'm going to snap my finger. Can I count how long it takes for the the bounce to come back? And, and know So now you're smarter than GM. He's like, uh... uh <laughs> I was at a totally at a loss. Yeah, I have no idea. How, how do you act smarter than you are? Right. You Usually, most of us Look, just I, shut up. I work right? in Hollywood. I'm surrounded by those people. <laughs> well... Okay, how do you pl- play a character who's smarter than you are? You can't. It's easy can't, to play yeah. a character who's dumber than you are, but playing a character that's smarter than you are, you really have to rely on the GM. Yeah. It, GM and, and some dice rolls. You may actually have to say, I'm going to try to echolocate what are my chances. Right. Um, because at that point, you you are out of your element. You you actually physically can't role play it out. Right. right. A, a and that's the same thing whether you're playing any, any character with skills you don't have. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a dice mechanic specifically, yeah. but if you're talking about an attribute, because this wasn't this wasn't even a skill. This is the one attribute in the game that we very often tend to rely on ourselves for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't make a character that's really great at puzzles when you're shit at them, <laughs> right? No, because I'm then you're telling the GM, oh, "I got to roll my puzzle." Yeah. Right. 
and, and it's a double-edged sword too, because if you say you get into a riddle off with a with a dragon, it's like I've got an IQ of 260 now. Uh, so he's going to give me a riddle. I'm going to solve it, right? And you're like, no, I'm I've written out a riddle. You need to figure it out as a group. But I have an IQ of 260. Now, see, uh, as the GM at that point, I'd be like, great, you got a smartphone, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's. Yeah, today, today we can do there that. Were no smart, there were no smart. Back then, it was like, okay, the Encyclopedia Britannica is right over there. <laughs> the sum of all human knowledge <laughs> in that two shelves of the bookcase <laughs> that, that we're still paying for. <laughs> Easy yeah. monthly payments, right? So I don't know. How do you? How do you play some? There is no easy solution. Right. I, it depends on the I think system. You have to it, rely on it depends on the GM and on the GM, and it depends on the situation. I mean, if, I think if it also depends on what the what the the difference is. Like you're saying, charisma. You're gonna have to start slow. You're gonna have to make a lot of rolls and slowly encourage as other players in the GM that player to do more socially. Mm-hmm. If he says, "Oh, I'm gonna go smooth talk this guy," well, what are you gonna say? Right. And then it'll start with, well, this is the gist of what I want to say, and then they'll get more into it. Mm-hmm. It's, do you're really good at balancing this out. I mean, you know, you, you take as a GM, you take this stuff into account, and oftentimes you let the role play go up to a point, and you go, you know what, I think you're going to have to roll for that. Uh, and that's maybe the the line that you have to say as a GM. If the GM is going to give you this with the attribute, the character is going to try to role play up to a point, and then the GM or the character goes. I don't know what else to do. Can I roll for it? Right. And allow that. Or the yeah. GM go, yeah. you know what? Okay. Or, you know, I think today, and back then I, I would have been as much of a loss as Brian was. I think today if I gave a character a potion that gave them a dub that doubled their IQ, I would simply make any supposition, any assumption that they made, absolutely 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to go through there because inevitably this person would have set a trap there. So there must be a trap in there. That's going to take some serious role playing, too, though. Yeah. Okay. That's going to take some serious role playing. But if you tell, if if the GM tells the player, okay, you're a super genius. So whatever you say is what, yeah. And then they start to realize, oh. (laughs) I would just love to see a player just say the dumbest stuff ever with that. Mike. Well, that is correct, because he is the most intelligent person in the party. (laughs) I'm going to walk through that door, and there's going to be a totally naked chick just waiting for me. You'd have to (laughs) have your reasoning figured out. Of course. Right. But I'm going to do an equation right before I walk in that proves that. Yeah. There will be a math. Math will prove that. Um, for but tips on playing characters are vastly different than you. Uh, base them on somebody from a, from a book, a movie, something like that, so you know how a person like that would act. Mm-hmm. If you want to play a super smart character, um, how are your social skills? If they're not great, go watch Sherlock. Yeah, that is a super smart person with like a six charisma. Right or house? I've, or I've, house? I've house talked about the animal one. forms before, but it's also um, when we were playing the Star Wars Traveler game. I, I use the movie reference a lot. In fact, when I started playing Trig, I wrote down Steve Buscemi as the inspiration <laughs> for Trig. Right, so he's just this slimy sort of like, oh, okay. double talking right. kind of guy. Uh, it, it, it's perfectly legitimate if you have a a character because you're going to start there and you're going to work your way out. It's it, it's a great way to. 
put yourself in a mindset of a person that you aren't, right? Because I'm not very good at playing bad. I'm not, I, I'm not very good at being an asshole. I'm not very good at being evil. Oh, I might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. Being an asshole is something, I, to my mind, is, is actually actively trying to piss to you. <laughs> <laughs> I might sort of, I might be an asshole unintentionally. It's not Some character traits we just can't get rid of, yeah, no matter I how guess. much we role play. Right, there it is. <laughs> All, All my right. characters are hilarious. Thank right. you very much. I hope we were able to help you there, Alan. A. Thank you for uh, the email. good one shot to run with in Fate. Oh, uh, oh. a superhero game. Always gate. Just love superheroes. You know what? Play Dead Presidents. <laughs> Give you my blessing. Uh, I should say, if you want to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. Don't say. The many emails we've gotten since Pharaoh started, emails that actually ask us questions or teach us interesting role-playing lessons will always go to the front of the line. Or emails that contain entries for the Swords and Wizardry Encounter Contest. Well, those should be going happening? directly to you. Those, those go to go- tim at happyjacks.org. And yes, the... Um, uh, the end date. What's what? Uh, Did you uh, bump it up a uh, month or end something? Of, uh, end of June, I thought. No, end of this month. But I fr- end of this uh, month. What's it called? The uh, the, the, the something. The thirty first will be the end of this month. The Ides of March. No, the, the last f- day of the month. The, no, the, <laughs> the when the contest ends. What's that day called? The, the deadline. deadline. The deadline. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. I can't either. I. <laughs> it's got the word "dead" in it. I know. The <laughs> deadline is the last day of this month, and we've gotten a number of them over the last week. So keep them coming, folks. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, did you? you got, you've gotten more. I've gotten more. Good, yes. excellent. Yeah, I have a folder set up on Google Drive. If okay. it gets to be too much, I'll, so w- when I'll you to when you do get them, and I think you should try to string some of them together and run, do an actual play, like a mini sort of wizardry actual play. That's my that's my intent. Okay. Uh, at least the winner and the runner up will be, and then some of the other because they're ones, which they're is just encounters, cool. right? They're just single encounters, yeah. right? So you could actually run like a session. Yeah, totally. Two yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Few of them. Mm-hmm. Bodge them all together, and you have a cohesive story. I'll turn them into a con game for the next con. Oh, there you go. Yeah, let Bruce. Uh, play it. But let us do it. Do it here. Play yeah. it here, so we can record it. Yeah, totally. Um, It'll be fun. So yeah, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to throw. That so I say, I say a superhero game. Okay. Fate. What's the could be fun. What's the fate one shot? That, uh, Spirit of the Century. No, Spirit of the Century is like not quite Fate Two. Okay, it's or or no Fate. What's the new? What's the new Fate? Fate Accelerated Three Point Fate Accelerated fate Edition. No, fate, core. fate Fate Accelerated is That's like the, the super small mini like, yeah five dollar oh, right. version. Yeah, Fate Core is own. like the third version of Fate. I'm guessing yeah. I don't at know, this I don't point. Play it. Mm-hmm. But Spirit of the Century includes, I think, some. I've read through like half of it, and it includes like some of. The stuff that ended up in core, I think. But it's adaptable because it's a. What's uh, Rocket Nazis on the? Rocket Nazis on the Orient Express was a Savage World. Savage Savage World, right, right, right. Uh, Okay, that's and that's by by, is that Triple Ace? I don't know. That me? That might be me. Oh, there was a notification here, right here. I think you're getting sexted. Uh, try the new Safari. No, thank you. (laughs) I'll, I'll do that later. Thanks, though. <sighs> I would say a Dresden Files, and I think there might actually be some out 
their little one-shot things. Because the neat thing about Fate I think is they've that produced more than just the two core books for Dresden at this point. I think they've made all kinds of stuff yeah. for Dresden now. Yeah, and, and Magic's fun. Although that might be a... I, don't, I was talking to to Will about running, and he said that it's it's at this point it's kind of far afield from Fate Core. It's kind of become its own thing. Yeah. It's, yes, Rocket Nazis is triple ace. Triple ace. All right, they make fantastic stuff. They do. Um. Oh, anyway, if you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Follow us on the tweeters at uh, happyjacksrpg, all one word. We have a forum. You can go to our forum. And our forum has sort of fallen off lately, of course, since whenever the show is not weekly and regimented, listeners start slacking off. I've been trying to post stuff. It's time to whip them back into shape. You can go to our forum at happyjacks.org slash forum. Uh, I'm there every day, and I think you're there almost every day. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, I get home from work, and I check like my mails, and then I usually pop by the forum and see what's Check your on. emails and your internets. Yep. I'm, I'm a programmer. Make sure all I'm your tubes it. are clear. Can't do it on work, so I do it when I get home. I'm, I'm a programmer. I'm on it pretty much all day. All right. Refresh. No new posts. God damn it. Right. <laughs> I have to actually work now. See, that's the thing. You guys need to post on the forum so I don't have to actually do anything at work. So come on. There you go. Keep me entertained. Keep him entertained. <laughs> uh, uh, we're also on Facebook and Google+. Plus. You can find us all in those places as well. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I think yeah. that's it for now. Um, there was something else. I think Rocket after... Rocket Nazis Savage Worlds. Rocket Nazis well, Savage Worlds. See, I think Triple H wrote their own game system, too. Did they? And I think they came out with that for that as well. I don't remember what it was called. I think... I might be wrong. Don't you know what? I, you know what t- uh, franchise? I think they got to to develop a game for, and I had never found out what happened with it. Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth fucking dimension. That's right. I heard oh. about that, and they. I don't know. Maybe they got a cease and desist. Maybe they Probably. just I nothing would, happened. I would doubt they would even start working on it unless they already had the. You'd, you'd, the, you'd think that. Yeah. <laughs> you would like to think that. Hello. The number of the number of companies I've seen get shut down because they didn't have the license. They yeah. oh, we thought. Or we they, how the fuck do or, you or not? Or they know thought they that. had it they and didn't. then it fell through. Okay, that that like, happened. They, they, there was a deal in the work, so they start work. Right. Yeah, I used to have a copy of the Criterion Collection version of Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. and it contained three hours of extra footage. Some of it was footage that just didn't make it into the film. Some of it was like demo reel stuff they did. The cheese rolling, the all cheese that. The cheese rolling, yeah. all that stuff. And it came out. It got distributed. Mm-hmm. People started buying it. And then they realized the people that they bought the rights from didn't, didn't actually have the rights to sell. It was owned by another publishing house or something. Oops. And so there was a big recall. I bought a copy of it. God knows where it's. It's probably in my attic. But I've got a copy of it. I bought on eBay for like a hundred and sixty bucks because that's what it was going for. Damn! But because I, wow. I had to have it, I wanted Spinal Tap on DVD. This is back in the early days. Sure. And um, and then they when they the original original the the official Spinal Tap version came out, it didn't include nearly as much of that stuff, but it did include two commentary tracks. One was like the producer and the director or something. 
and the other one was the three main characters in, in character, character talking <laughs> about the good old days. Yes. <laughs> and that is hysterical. I've seen it on television, but only only once. Maybe it's maybe it might be on the interwebs. I don't know. Maybe I saw it at your house. No, I think probably, yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, uh, but this stuff's real mercurial. I mean, RuneQuest got turned into Glorantha because of right stuff and people. I don't know. It's it's I it's and then, almost, you're, then you're dealing with 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 movie production people, <laughs> right? And properties that have been around. And everybody wants a piece of the pie, and all it takes is one person to go, "Hey, where's mine?" And everything stops. So, I'm betting somebody, Peter Weller, probably looked up and went, "Oh, yeah, you know what? I was in that. Give me money for that." Oh, we can't afford you. Sorry, done. Stop. I would blame. And Peter I'm not Weller saying it. it's Peter Weller. I'm just saying something like that. It's, it's probably some other asshole. It's probably, it's probably um, not saying that Peter Weller is not an asshole. It's probably Lithgow. <laughs> Probably. Right. That fuck. <laughs> I'm going to say Jeff Goldblum. Dance what you can, the monkey he's boy. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> it was probably the kid. Yeah. That fucking kid who did nothing with his life after that. Probably. The cowboy one? No, the... The um, the little kid. The little kid. Oh, the, the little... He's, the he's blue blazer of, irregular. He's one of the buckaroo rangers. The or blue whatever. blazer irregulars. Blue blazer irregulars, right. Wow. I fucking love that movie. I need to I'm watch that home again. and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. I love that movie. No one would put a piece of gold like that on Netflix. Netflix. I've never seen it. What? (laughs) No, it's pretty good. You should. It's got RoboCop in it, dude. And he's like a rocket scientist, neurosurgeon, rock star. Yeah. Peter Weller. Which is kind of is in real life, because he actually became a professor of (laughs) history. Okay, I I found out something terrific over the last week. You know that there was a heavy metal band that came out with an album based on Traveler. Right? Yes. Okay. The name of the band is the Lord Weird Slaufeg. Okay. All right. Uh, the guy, uh, I think his name is Mike Scalzi or something like that. Uh, that he's the that he's the band, and he's got other guys, and the, the other memberships of the band has switched out over the decades. The band's like been Trent around. Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and got a couple of other other albums. Some of them are really good. Um, his voice is going now. He's forty six at this point, and he's trying to sing heavy metal, a little tough. And you know, yeah, we do the cookie um, monster. He starts to like years. me, right? Right. Not everybody can be Ozzy, apparently. No, no. like ninety years old and still. But the best it. part is, there's some university in Northern California called Diablo something University. Huh. Is it familiar to you? Nope. It's not Diablo Canyon. Mount, Mount Diablo, Mount which is Diablo. up north. Yeah, he's a he's a philosophy professor there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, amazing. like Tom Lehrer all over again. And it, but on the side, he's got this rock band that goes and tours Poland. <laughs> nice. So so Peter Weller, right. was is an actor. Was an actor. I heard he actually played flugelhorn back in his back in the early days. It was a jazz musician. One thing led to another. He's got all this free time sitting around on set, waiting in between takes. Starts studying history. He became an actual professor, <laughs> and and he, he teaches like or did teach. I don't know if he's still teaching history. I don't remember the college he's at, but yeah, he's like uh, people sign up to go take history from Peter Weller. I knew someone. Slough who Fag, had- Hammers of Misfortune, Whipcraft, Heart of Darkness are his bands. Uh, I think Slough is the only going concern right now. Dead or alive, you're learning about the, Lord, the American the Lord Revolution. Weird 
We have uh, another hard email. World, uh, hard Worlder. That's his other like science hard fiction Worlder. album. It's a good album. It's very high line. Greetings from the past and a news alert for Stork from Rusano. Go. You want to read it? Sure. Go. Hello, Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. This is Rusano Greenstripe, and I'm not on the forums. I'm currently working through the ridiculous backlog. Bet you never get tired of these jokes, do you? Nope. And just finished season nine. However, I have to throw this message into the future. Can I get an echo on that? Uh, I, I don't have some an future echo. sounds. I, you know I will put an echo loop on Something. your mic next time. Into the future. 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 <laughs> you guys are awesome. Exterminate. Pinnacle glorious bastards that they are had just published the Lankmar City of Thieves on Drive Through RPG, and that's if that's ringing any bells in Stork's dusty old bell tower. That's because that's where Fritz Lieber's stories about Fafford and the Grey Mouser took place, and it does, and it did. Yes. Great stories. Given how much he name drops those old sword and sorcery games, I figured he should know. Anyways, thanks for making an upright, ungodly amount of RPG content for the masses, and look forward to finally getting caught up. Maybe I'll join the community since I know all the in jokes. Take it easy. Stork's hair is great. Uh, yeah, this really should have been addressed to Mauser because he's like a big, big fan. But right. I do vaguely remember. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember the books of Arduin? The lost. I, I never. I, I never had that stuff. Ah, love them. I do. I know. I do know that Fafford and Grey Mouser are in uh, Deities and Demigods. Yep. Yes, they are. The one of the original ones. Yeah. I have that edition. At There's home. a reissue where they had to get rid of some of those, but I think that that's the Fritz Lieber stuff okay. is still in there. Right? I have the original one. That's Gods, Demigods, and Heroes. The oh, thing, that's the one that's they had right. to get rid of, right? No, no, no. Or is it the other way around? First edition Deities and Demigods. They originally published with. Um, I'm not talking about the Cthulhu stuff. I'm talking no, no, about no. The, the Moral same, Panic Same stuff. thing. Okay. Wait, Moral Panic? Yeah, there was something about gods, demigods, and heroes that freaked the freaked some like the Christian right out. Gods, demigods, and heroes was way back in the original D&D, like the white oh, box. Oh, the little days. white box yeah. ones. Okay, all right. And everything about those freaked everyone who was <laughs> Christian out. I mean, did you ever see the cover of that? No. No. There's a nude chick on an altar and some dude standing over her. It's it's yeah. It was Ennis Yorl who was right on weird or whatever his oral. I don't, yeah. know, I don't remember his name. That's a taxi driver. Yeah, or, uh, no, he that was David Trampier. But oh. it's the other one. The, that guy specialized in creepy, weird, like Cthulhu esque things. Okay. Oh, you're talking about Errol Otis. That's it. He's one of my favorite artists. Isn't that, I love isn't that, that pronounced Errol? Errol. Oh, it's E R O L. Errol. Isn't Errol? Doesn't Errol have two this R's? This guy in pronunciation? No, because doesn't Errol, like Errol Flynn, he has two there. R's. <laughs> what? Stop your gibber-gabbering. Oh, it's gibber-jabbering. <laughs> that gibber-gabbering. <laughs> you and Errol. I think that it's only got one R. And Errol has two R's. <sighs> All right. Okay. And I met the dude. I have a picture of me with him. Did he say, yes. Hi, I'm Errol. Did, yes. did you call him Errol and he corrected you? No. <laughs> called him so Erol, and he didn't say anything. He maybe he was anything. just being polite. So maybe he's being polite. That might be the case because he looked like he God was pretty. For, I doubt you're the f only D and D guy <laughs> who mispronounces words. His 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 picture with me. Uh, <laughs> Are you holding his nipple? No, no, no. But <laughs> Why not? But, but <laughs> it's probably pierced considering I'm, the drawing. I'm he smiling does. and trying to look friendly, and I swear to God, he's like, "This is going to be horrible for radio." But he's like. He could not look more bored. <laughs> yeah, he just could. He was like, "Oh God, another one of these guys." They told me. I know would be that hot look. Chicks. That's the look Aisha Tyler gave me when I met her. <laughs> and I was, I, I, I wanted to have this fucking great nerdy conversation with her, and I got out to meet her, and 
Uh, she's fucking gorgeous. Who? And tall. Ayesha Tyler. Ayesha Tyler. That is. I'm trying to think of something she's been in, but I, I can't Archer. off the top of my head. Archer's Your dreams. It. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh I shook her hand and I was just like, I, I just fucking blew that. And we walked out of the comedy club. My wife was just cracking up laughing after that, at me. After that, you had no chance with her. Pretty sure I had no <laughs> chance with her before, <laughs> given that I'm married and she's married. But, like but not to each other. Like that stopped anyone before. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you guys, dibs. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Rotating DMs. I want that one. All right. Okay. I always suggest tr- uh, swivel chairs. Go ahead. Ha! Ha! Meh! Meh! I, I want to read this one because it's a, an agent SWAT training coordinator, so I can say, Hi, Happy Jacks crew! I'm 35 and I live in Tampa, Florida, and I'm a federal agent SWAT training coordinator for one of the three letter agencies. Not nah. your typical gamer. What the hell bullet? was that? It was a bullet. It was oh. a bullet. Wow. Anyways, I'm fairly new to tabletop RPGs. <laughs> I was introduced to D and D, and now other RPGs through some great period, through some great podcasts like yours and others. Thank you for that. It has been a great source of happiness, creative expression, and a way to meet new people. Sound like Bill Clinton? Dude. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of. <laughs> I know I'm kind of Bill Clinton, Clinton area. I've been lucky enough to live in a town that's pretty easy to find other people to game with. It took some work. It's called not being shy to everyone who complains about not finding games to play in. I can't do Bill Clinton forever. I don't think you should because you're actually undermining the, the intent of the zine. I totally have. That one is actually really good, which is, hey, I totally have. Not right. being shy. But I have finally managed to find a group of guys to play with that are great gamers and now good friends. One guy even had a D20 tattooed on his arm. That's hardcore. Anyways, enough about me. On to the meat of the topic. Mmm, meat. I wanted to discuss the way our group of six guys has been running a D&D 5e campaign for about the last six months. We do a rotating DM system. I found the other five guys in our current group by offering to DM a long-term campaign for them. The other guys, who are all DMs and run games with other groups, jumped at the chance to play a long-term campaign without having the responsibility of running it. The easiest way to find players is to DM yourself. Man up! Yep. That's a very good point. Yep. Yeah. Like, just like the other one we kind of skipped over, which is, uh, it's called not being shy to everyone who complains about not finding games to play oh, in. are hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you right need back. to I'm like sorry. go and say, I want to play games. You, you canvas the neighborhood. Right, right. Stu's uh, dog doesn't like Mike's Hard Lemonade. She's just, not hungry Simon, she's just fucking back to away. She just <laughs> good to know. Uh, The campaign started out great, and after two sessions, we were all getting along really well and having a hell of a good time. In my short experience, I have found DMs to be great players, and this was no exception. However, after a few weeks, the DM side of the players started to come out, and they as they became more vested into the story, they started saying how they loved the story and wouldn't mind DMing for a session. We had a big boy. Discussing. About I think no. it's supposed to be big boy discussion. Be discussion. We had a big yeah. boy discussion. We had a big boy discussion about what everyone's expectations were, and found out that the other players would like to DM sometime, but not all of the time. Big boy discussions typically solve ninety-five percent of gamers' issues, in my opinion. Our opinion too. Yes, opinion and too. that's, that's right. most of our most of our emails are, are involved Boiled that kind to of thing. Just 
Talk have a, to I think, them yeah, like I, adults? Have we a should, big boy discussion. Everybody sit down. We're going to have should, a talk. We should adopt big boy discussion. Uh, that's a good term. Uh, maybe we should say big person discussion. Big pro... <laughs> Big person discussion. Let's all put on our man pants. We don't want right. to. We don't. Uh, our person pants. We don't want to offend our female pants, that's right. listeners. Let's our person pants. We kicked around running one shots with different DMs, but everyone decided they wanted an ongoing campaign. So, we decided to set up a rotating GM game. Uh, each DM runs the game for two sessions and then passes it off to someone else. It is voluntary and nobody is forced to DM. However, we have found everyone jumping at the chance. So far, it has worked out great. Much better than I would have anticipated. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That they're all they're all telling, running the same game. It's the same game, yeah. Every two sessions they switch. That's a really cool idea. What do they do with their characters? They just sideline them, probably, probably or yeah, or they DMPC them. Yeah. And and if you DMPC and and take a a back seat, let everyone else decide to do things, and you just participate in things like combat. And not decision making. Uh, it's work. doable. Yeah. I just, I just was curious. And if you, if it's, a, if you're around a table full of GMs, you'll right. get called on, mm-hmm. you know, playing the. It sounds a lot like Rune. Right. Did you ever actually play that? Yeah, <coughs> I did. Did you? You actually got to play I it. Loved it. We played it for about six weeks. Oh, I'm so jealous. I lived in a house full of gamers, oh. so we always had a game to play. Mm. Uh, where was I? So far, so great. The great part is since each DM only runs two sessions and then has a long break, they put 110% into each session they run. We are getting the best out of each DM. Also, there are strengths and weaknesses to each DM, so if there is something you don't like about a DM, it's only two sessions until someone else takes over. You know, and the other neat thing is that you get ex- you get the experience of these other DMs and their style. Right. Because uh, oh, yeah. if you're DMing all the time, you don't know how to treat things, how to solve different problems. How to, you know, and so when, you, when you're in a game with somebody else, they're like, oh, wow, what a great solution. Oh, I didn't think about that. So when it's Stu's turn, we're all right, two weeks where we're not going to get loot. <laughs> what 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 loot? It's when you get stuff for killing monsters in games. Like I gave you guys a bunch of shit. Yeah, you did. That was awesome. <laughs> a, a lot. I put Bruce, a lot of time into it. Bruce it? could not fucking believe it when you gave us those magic items. <laughs> he was, I think he's his complaint is what made me sit down and figure it out. I think it was immediately after a game. I said, "I'm like, all right, motherfucker, <laughs> loot this." Some DMs are running old-school dungeon crawls, and others are introducing dynamic NPCs and complicated plot twists. It keeps things very fresh. Of course, the weakness of this style of play is continuity and story arc, but it is also kind of fun. I started laying the foundations for where I thought the story was going to go, and then, boom! Next DM introduces a telepathic unicorn pegasus that rescues the party and sends the story into a totally new and delightful direction. I believe those are called pegacorns. Pegacorns, yeah. At least in the stories it's I read on the internet, they are. If they're telepathic? No, just if they're a unicorn and a pegasus. Then that's a... It's a pegacorn. Oh. Telepegacorn. When they're telepathic. That's what I call it. It wouldn't be a unisys? That just sounds dumb. Okay. That's a computer Pegacorn kind of sounds dumb, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering... Unisys at least sounds like, like a tech company or something. It is. It is. There's a old-school computer... System Unisys. Pegacorn sounds like something you get at the county fair. Yeah, it totally does. Actually, it does yes. In a, with a, in a brick head. In a in a brick. <laughs> I don't think a brick. Deep of pegacorn. <laughs> Have you tried out deep fried popcorn? 
That's <laughs> what you get after six months of eating deep fried food. You didn't go to the doctor. You got yourself pig and corn. That's going to have to get lanced. <laughs> Peg of corn and super gout. I was just wondering if your experienced crew has ever attempted a rotating DM game in a long-term campaign and what you thought of it. If you haven't, I highly recommend trying it, and I think it would make really interesting actual play podcast material. I don't know of any other actual play podcasts out there that have done a rotating DM game. That would be an interesting idea. Yeah. I would ask you to take a drink on me, but I don't think you guys need any encouragement. It right. sounds it sounds like you do just fine on your own. Thanks for all the entertainment and encouragement. I have played some great RPGs because of all the encouragement provided from your show. Regards, JD. P.S. I have a pretty good story about my worst experience with a DM at my first ever con, MegaCon 2015 in Orlando. If you have any interest in hearing it, let me know. Oh, oh fucking yeah. Email it to us stories. right now. Yes, yep. you, yeah, what the hell are you get in, If you're in the chat room, do it. We will read it uh, tonight. Chat room is live tonight. Not. That is yeah. in there. So, um, in regard to his whole, if you had experience, with it, I don't know. It sounds like um, it sounds like a swinging to me. It's kind of like uh, you know, you got a bunch of people and you all get together in a group, and all of a sudden you're all like DMing together. There's a fishbowl by the front door, right? You leave your region and pull out a PC, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm hip enough to pull that off now. I'm, I'm not sure I want to. I'm like, because once you see your friends, GM, can you can you look at them the same way again? Dude, that guy just GM my wife. I I'm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this whole situation. I. Um, it's doing, you and I could be together in a room. We're GMing. No. Uh, we no. already had this conversation. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> I could be on one end of the room GMing and you're on the other end. Nope. What is that? I mean, nope. See? It, see what I mean? It's okay as long as you don't make eye contact. No. No. It isn't. No. It's, it's actually okay as long as the D20s like, don't touch. Oh, that's right. As long as the <laughs> D20s don't touch. <laughs> I'm just and as long as long as there's a person in between you, it, it's okay. Uh... <laughs> If there's oh, so if there's another gaming think, group in between your that doesn't maybe <laughs> I think if if we took like something like Savage Worlds that's easy to prep mm-hmm. yeah come up with like a generic fantasy setting or a generic modern setting or whatever it is get four or five people who, all of whom are willing to GM and do it like two sessions at a time and then it rotates I but, think the way I, to I make would do it, it in work, Savage though, Worlds because game prep is quick there have to be caveats too you can't be wait you can't be attached to your character arc because it's going to go like in two sessions it's going to well, be completely the way the way to make it work is you don't pass any information on to the next gm right it's just how they think the story was going that they continue you, you to remember, run it do you remember exactly because that way the previous gm will have no insight exactly. information i remember right. in creative writing class there was like we they used to we, we everybody write a paragraph right right mm-hmm. they fold it over and they'd pass it on so all you got was the paragraph and f- that from you didn't know what was sure before so then you would write a rhyme or a couplet or something with that paragraph and fold the, that top over and hand it on and at the end you'd read this sort of free form poetry and sometimes it was profound and it's kind of like kind that of to me it might it might be worth trying for some sessions and see what happens. The Could closest you... we ever got to this was um was sorry it was the Champions Games, but we didn't actually have this. We had rotating GMs, but what we did was we all made the same characters. Uh, we had a guy that was uh, Captain America knockoff. I was a Wolverine knockoff. We had an Iron Man knockoff. But each person would GM the games with these characters, but they weren't the same game. 
Right. Because once you made a hero character, you didn't want to do it ever again. So we <laughs> stuck with the characters. <laughs> right. And just had them play with each GM would play these characters in their own world. And that's as close as I got to that, but it wasn't that way the games were separate. Mm-hmm. Or just play Rune. <laughs> well, the thing with the way we ran Rune, we had a, it was a six session game, and it was basically episodes. A GM would tell an entire story arc in their session. Yeah. Uh, and the way Rune worked, you had to GM. Yeah, everybody you had to, to pass GM. it to the yeah. next person, and they had special rules for how they could create their mm-hmm. characters and everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that. Not not an ongoing That's story. That's like the third time you guys have mentioned Rune. We may have to put that in the show notes because I have no idea what you guys are talking it about. Is, it is a Viking RPG. Yeah, oh, damn Viking. Yeah, we made a video game based on it. <clears throat> no, the video game came first. What Did it? Yes, oh, the I video game came first. Vikings never come first. Then they released an RPG for it. And then they released this RPG, and the way the RPG... I've talked about the Rune flowchart before. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something I, I use to this day for my unintelligent NPCs. And it was basically every every G person, every player, everybody, every player made a character, mm-hmm. and then one person was the GM or the storyteller. I forgot what they called it in that game, and they would run a game. But based on the levels of experience that the characters had, they got a certain amount of points to build their their game. And giving your your NPCs free will cost extra points, like free will does. So otherwise, they had to follow this flowchart. That was like, how do you decide who's, who gets attacked? And it says, is somebody currently hitting you? Yes, hit that guy. If it's no, did somebody hit you? Has somebody hit you this combat? Yes, hit You're that fucked. guy. Yeah. Was it more than one person? Yes. Who did the most damage? Hit that guy. Yeah. It's like this whole beautiful flowchart that I've, I've probably posted in the forum because I talk about it so much and how much I love it. It was a really it was cool a, game. Yeah. Uh, it was Vikings. Loosely, it was loosely based, the system was loosely based on Ars Magica. Mm-hmm. Lokio says uh, passing GMs is really, really, really easy in Shadowrun. Is Shadowrun a kind of a crappy system though? I, I like the setting, run. but I'm not. No, but I could, I can certainly see that because you, you once you're done with a run, exactly, you can right. you get to reset thinking. and yeah. somebody else can go and give you Maybe, another mention. What if we What if we did it in Infinite Worlds? Yeah, Where every, every, every that GM would runs a really different well. world. Yeah, well, no, every every player makes an operative for an, an Infinite Worlds game. And then, two sessions of it, or or one or two, however long yeah. the GM thinks. Yeah. And then when he's done, the next GM figures out maybe determine who's going to be the GM for the next game. Yep. That you do it Mission Impossible, same thing. You know, good morning, right. Mr. Phelps, and he pulls out his operatives, and off mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, any kind of mission-based right system, a spy thing, or yeah, changing systems mid-campaign. Clockwork Monk. Who's reading it? Who's it? Is it me? I want to read the next email. Or I'll read this one then. Dear Stu and the Friday Evening Douche Crew. I don't like rhymes. Uh, thank you, though. <laughs> uh, Clockwork Monk here. Greetings from New York City once again. I'm currently running two wonderful campaigns with two entirely separate groups of wonderful people. One is a D&D 5E and the other is a Fate Accelerated. However, I'm starting to get those game systems switched I'm starting to get those game system switching blues. Don't do it. There might be a song in there somewhere. Switching blues. 
Yep, see, ready to heart. Sorry. My fake game is a Mad Max style zombie post apocalyptic campaign. I want to play GURPS. My fake game is a Mad Max style zombie post apocalyptic campaign. Rented lips. Campaign. High on the crazy action set pieces and Stork's other porn name. <laughs> this game started out years ago in Savage Worlds, went on hiatus. Started again in Savage Worlds, went on hiatus. And then came back in Fate Accelerated. I'm finding that the pulpiness and the sheer adrenaline of rolling dice in Savage Worlds is something that Fate can't easily replicate. I want to go back to the tender, loving, loving caress. caress. Of Savage, Savage Worlds. I'll go back to it. Now. I'm okay. done with the harp. Especially since they've just updated their shaken rules. For those unaware, you know, only need a success to act after getting shaken rather than a raise. Mm -hmm. um, two of my players... Is that a recent change? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah. You no longer need a raise. You just need a success. To act. It's just... You make a vigor roll, and you're good it's to go. It's an official rule. Clint came out. It's, it's posted an, out, yeah. and it's everything. It's everywhere. It's been on the forums. Check the forums. Really? Yes. Yeah. There's a big, long thread. In I thought the game started. was perfect. It didn't need to be changed at all. <laughs> Everybody has problems with shaking. They're trying to clarify it. Uh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought that, that once the word had been written... It could never be changed. It, it has been, but that's oh, always been what? the sticking you point. You change something, you might break the whole game. You have to use I, the whole... <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's talking about the cult of Savage Worlds. No, he's yeah. talking about me basically saying, no. you can't tick her with games. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. It's about the cult. It's about the cult. Is Savage Worlds the new Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> no, because their books are cheap. Oh, no! that's true. Oh, <laughs> and good Clint Black call. is still alive. Good point. <laughs> good call. Well, no, LRH might be. We don't know. We know. No, he could be like Ask Harlan Ellison. clinging inside of a clam in a volcano. Harlan Ellison will tell you where he is. Okay. All right. <laughs> Stork always gets very, very uncomfortable when we start talking about <laughs> <laughs> I just get uncomfortable talking about Harlan Ellison. You ever ever have a conversation with that guy? He's he's an asshole. Okay, especially since they've updated the shaking rules for those. Two of my players were in a, in a, in the game to start with years ago and have struck and have stuck with me ever since. One player came in with the new fate system as an RPG newbie. We now have another player joining who's also new to RPGs. I want to return to Savage World to the Savage World system because I feel like it really nails the sort of game we've been aiming for all along. Ridiculous, crazy, fun, fast, furious, fast, furious, fun, etc. Um, it's much crunchier than Fate Accelerated, but half of the players and I are veterans in it. Plus, it's easy to get the hang of anyway. Why did you move? Well, right. I don't know how many. Well, because it's the game, game switch and blues. I've already raised my interest in switching systems to the party. My vets have said they love Savage Worlds and wouldn't mind switching back, and it's likely the others would be fine with the change too. So, what are your best practices for switching systems? Should I rebuild my players' character sheets in the new system 
to make the transition as easy as possible, or should I try sticking it out in Fade Accelerated? The system really hasn't done us wrong. In fact, I quite like it. I just feel like the change would be better suited to the campaign's flavor. Thanks as always, Clockwork Monk. P.S. Have you ever heard or gone to Monk Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia? If not, make it a point to do so the next time you're out on the East Coast. It's got a fantastic selection of Belgian brews that'll satisfy any serious beer drinker's thirst. I've never been to Philadelphia. I think if you're going to switch systems, only do it if it's going to make your game more fun. Yeah. I don't switch systems. Do what Stu does and just run another game in the system you want to run. A completely different one. I think switching systems can can be beneficial (laughs) if it means your game is going to get run. You know who's really got an opinion on switching systems? Casey. Casey or Angie. Or Angie. (laughs) Okay, I have to interrupt. Yeah, this is funny. Lokio. The game is perfect. The change is heretical. Non-believers must be shaken. <laughs> I'm okay with that, because now I only need a success. Yeah, that's right. Shaken. That's right. right. I need a fucking raise. <laughs> Stu, Stu tried this. The reason they made the change, the reason they made the change, is so you don't spend your goddamn bennies trying to get unshaken, sure, and yeah. you instead get to spend them being a badass. Right. You don't, oh, I've got to spend all my bennies trying to get up Instead of, I get to spend all my bennies shooting Nazis in the face. That's what, right. when we started, when we came to the realization that where bennies were like hit points, that was why. Exactly. You had to keep a reserve of them mm-hmm. in case you got Good shaken. Because once you're shaken, you're fucked. Which yep. happens a lot. You get hit with a bullet, you get shaken. Someone talks to you sternly. You get shaken. So Anyway, I don't, speaking I don't think that's in the rules. Not stirred. Too. Actually, no, it is. If you get talked to sternly. Well, there's a, the, what is it? there's a name for it. Just a, a, a presence attack. Or no, it's yeah. not a presence no, it's attack. A, it's a similar thing, though. I can't remember what it's okay, called. Well, okay, wait, yeah, there wait, is. wait, wait. You're recording this wrong. Do you feel shaken? Oh, yeah, my move is out. <laughs> and now it's easier to hurt you. And now, it's easier. Like it now if you punch Dew in the face, he'd be at minus one for all of his rolls. <laughs> I get um, scared when that thing comes out. This? So, yeah. Why? Because the first time you had it, you cut Kimmy. I didn't cut Kimmy. I scratched her glasses. Oh, right, that's right. And that's why I aim it up now. I try to hit you on the rebound. Instead of in people's faces. Bam, right in the shoulder. (laughs) Great, you broke his clavicle. (laughs) My glasses. (laughs) Put your eye out. So I used to game with a a, a GM that... uh, Yeah, getting back on topic. I I, I used to game with a GM who switched systems, you know, more often than he changed underwear. And... uh, uh, because I was the other GM in that group. Most gamers, that could be not very often. If they wear them. Yeah, it was uh, like, you know... Most gamers never change systems. No, no, no. It was, it was like every two weeks, so that, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, whether they need it or not. Whether they need it or not. <laughs> and I, I go I again. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I go front. I go back. <laughs> inside out. I go front. front and back. I go back. Oh. That's four weeks. That's a lot of swamp from Big crotch. Hero Six. Come on, I feel so never saw unusual. it. Uh, so I've heard. I was the other GM in that group, and it <coughs> kind of wore off on me. And me and this other guy, we spent tons and tons and tons of time every time we would switch systems, trying to convert the rules of one system to the rules of the other system. Yeah, fuck and, that. Exactly. That's my point. Fuck that. If you're going to convert your systems. <coughs> 
rebuild the characters yeah, using the new system. Yeah, just fucking retcon rule. it. I would go one step further. Because the, the the original Eldemy game, 4th edition D&D, Hero, GURPS, dead. Yep. If you're well, going, see, you never changed three times. No, we changed because it was going to die even quicker when it went to Hero. Because <coughs> I was going to quit. <laughs> oh. Because, my God. Oh, you have a, a power that lets you change everyone's speed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Why did mm -hmm. you... Look, look at the... Look at these charts I made so I could make combat go fast. Shh. We should have just gone to Savage Worlds. The system is perfect. It is. It is. Except now there's and then a schism. just killed us all. There's a schism there's now. A schism. Now, now a schism. We, have, <laughs> we have the Sunni and the Shiite, and there's going to be a holy war. Between between the need arrays and those who don't need a raise. And then for some reason, they're going to start blowing us up. But you know what's going to happen, though? <laughs> if, 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 it get, if we get to that point where there's a war between the need arrays and the don't need a raise, who do you think's going to win? The fuckers who don't need a raise. <laughs> Taunt. Thank you. Taunt is the Taunt. thing. That, that's the non-combat thing you can do in combat to shake someone. Oh well, yeah, that, but that's a that's, can, a that's a thingy. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's neener, neener, neener. Oh my god, my movements halved. Talk stern to someone. Yeah, you dress in the stern. manner it's of a male prostitute. <laughs> so anyway, um, here is what I would suggest. The the biggest problem I had is that a lot of the players got used to what their characters could do in one system. <coughs> when it switched to the next system, oh, I, I lost this power I used to have. Yeah, in, in hero. Try to recreate them. Yeah. yeah. What I would do is have everyone make new characters. Same world. Yeah. Find a good breaking point where this st story arc is finished. Younger siblings, friends, whatever, acquaintances. Yeah. Everyone pick a, an NPC that you liked from the last <laughs> sessions. We'll make those as the new characters. That's the way I would suggest. That's a good it. idea. Or do what you do, which is, and I said this when we started, which is just run another game in the new system. Right. <laughs> I'm actually. Why, about why are we so stuck with trying to re like keep the game going in a different system? If you have a hankering to play another system, play another game in that system. Oh, so right. here's the thing. I I have a reason for that. Uh, <coughs> Bill and Bruce and Elspeth have been on me to start the Pirate Pathfinder game again. That they all have these characters that they're very attached to and that they love in that whole setting. I don't want to run Pathfinder anymore. Let, let me do this quick before it scrolls out of, out of the way. Uh, about Savage Worlds? Cor no, Corin uh, asked me to uh, plug the Gaming City Gaming Charity Marathon, help fund a local Detroit charity to teach Detroit children how to read. Uh, without access or means, skills in the tech field. Oh, cool! Uh, uh, it's a it's it's a it's a steam a science science technology engineering art math thing. Um, excitement about D and D game that is going to run in other couple of the participants. I'll be live streaming it. Uh, if I reach my goal, I'll release it as an MP3 for people. If you could. Stick this in your show notes. Uh, we'll try to remember to do this. If I don't do this, email me, and I'll put it in after the fact. Um, email us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fun fundraising page is classy, C-L-A-S-S-Y dot org slash F. No, no. 
Let me go to the link. <laughs> it said F U. And I'm going to guess that's not the link it's going to end up going it's to. It's kind of appropriate for us. Okay. It's a, oh. it's, it's a, long, it's a long thing. Let, let me make, I'm going to make a short I was link. Say tiny URL it. I'm yeah. gonna, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, hap, a Happy Jack's tiny URL. It's gotcha. But go slash ahead. fundraise and a whole bunch of parameters. So while, while he's doing that. It right after F U. So while he's doing that, I'm still going to say. Hurry up. If yeah, you really want to play another game in another system, run the game. And you were going to talk about so, your pirate. So game. they want me to run Pirate Pathfinder again. And I'm, I don't want to run Pathfinder anymore. It's a very bloated system yeah. that I would love to play as a player because I can break the shit out of it. But as a GM, I don't want to deal with it. As a GM, I want to run 5e. So I'm going to convert the game to 5e and let them play. We're going to continue playing in 5e. But I've got two players who are playing classes that just don't exist in Pathfinder, in 5e. Bill's playing the Magus, which is like uh, he channels all his weapons through, or spells through a weapon. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, you're going to play a warlock. Elspeth is playing a swashbuckler. I'm like, you're going to be a rogue. And everything will be fine. And if anybody goes, well, I don't have this power. I have. Well, yes, yeah, you've never had that power. You're, you're not this is look. this is your character. These right. are the powers you've always had. I'm going to retcon the shit out of it. If stats change a little bit, great. Stats change a little bit. I'm not going to like adhere to what we had before. You're not going to go crazy it, looking. It, for... it does tie in with what Stu said because you came to a conclusion, right? Right. So you're able to pick up now, weeks, months, years later. Perhaps things have changed anyway. Might justify it. So the, the one one time I thought about running. Oh, let me just say real quick. Uh, it's happyjacks.org slash Detroit. If you go there, that'll go to classy.org slash fu or whatever <laughs> whatever the, whatever the URL actually becomes, which is not that. But it's uh, it's for that that charity event, and it's going to be on Twitch TV. So I'm sure he has links there. But happyjacks.org slash Detroit. Still in the chat room? No, he's already left. Oh. I think. No, nope, no, yeah, he's still there. What uh, I'm curious, what he's going to be playing? D and D. Oh, cool. So you're not going to go look for crazy classes to match like we did? No, mm-hmm. no, and that just because I was super attached to the witch class. Yeah. The one, the one time I, I I thought about doing a game that would intentionally have a a system change in it was when I was going to run a grim game where everyone plays kids, right? And then. 15 years later, you're all back for a school reunion. And you get transported back to that magical world again. But this time we're going to run it in GURPS. Because now you're grown-ups. Because you're adults. Nice. <laughs> and I, I harsh a, reality gets to set in. Uh, in that house that, of gamers that I lived in, a bunch of people were trying to convince one of the guys to run uh, a World of Darkness game where we started out as mortals and then got turned into other things. Mm-hmm. So... He had us make characters, and then he took those characters, had them for a couple of weeks, and then ran us through a session. We went to a theme park, got on a ride, went through a portal, and then the son of a bitch is like, we're playing D&D, here's your character sheets. <laughs> I'm so running a tune game where everybody plays a session as a cartoon so, character, and then they like go through a portal and they make recreate the characters in GURPS. And now they actually have to play... But see, the thing is, he'd already done all the character work. That's wild. That's hysterical. And basically and basically <laughs> said, if you want to play the game I'm running, this is what we're, what's happening. That's actually <laughs> really cool. Kick him in the shins? No, <laughs> we played that game for about seven months. It sounds ev- fun. Every week. That's like, that's almost like the intro to the D&D cartoon. It's exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. Stranger, <laughs> it's very puffin' stuff, too. Yeah. 
That was before your time, but yeah, he gets on I a boat, and the next thing you know, he wakes up is. and HR, Puffin stuff. Old Fogey from, from James. Old Fogey from James. Read your email. I want to read this one. Dear host, hosts, hostess, hostettes, I cannot bring myself to call you douche. At least you didn't say hostess Twinkies. <clears throat> That's sure. douche. Douche. I would like to start by apologizing if I ramble and reminisce in this email a bit, because that shit doesn't happen on you our show. You did. No. <laughs> There's no rambling here. I am a 49-year-old grandfather located in Memphis, Tennessee. And no, I am not the grandfather of my own children. I am not that rooted in Southern practices. <laughs> I played D&D in the late 70s. I don't remember the box color. I do know it came with the adventure The Keep on the Borderlands. I DM'd my first game for my brothers and a friend of mine. I was a douche, so I love the power and authority of being a god or a DM, especially over my older brother's world. This is why I wanted to read this, because I myself am a younger brother. So okay. having that kind of authority over your older brother who used to beat the shit out of you, that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> Years of torture and humiliation were boiling inside me. How many times did I slap my own face over and over and over again as he would say, Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Now I was in control. During the adventure, I was constantly referring to as the Caves of, caves of Cheoas. I thought the name of the caves were like an old Indian chief's cave full of mysterious creatures and treasures. My older dictator brother eventually said, Let me see the book. Fearing an oncoming atomic wedgie, I handed him my book. He briefly looked down at it and handed it back to me. And he leaned toward me and said in a loud, obnoxious voice, It's chaos, you dumbass. <laughs> God. Of course, I felt very embarrassed and humiliated. However, I am a god! <laughs> so things did not go well for his fighter from that point on. How dare you crick me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> How about some fire, peasant? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not kill him, but he did seem to aggro most of the monsters and fell in every pit that there was, regardless of marching <coughs> order, including the ones I added into the dungeon just to fuck with him. It says F with him, but I said fuck. Of course. You're, Sweet you're revenge! Radical that way. We still get a laugh out of that one to this day. My parents at first hated my energy and countless hours of time going into a tabletop game. They soon began to support it because it was several because for several years before I was a very poor reader. My reading skill and comprehension was several grades behind my fellow classmates. I was always in the special reading classes and my father would have me read the Why Johnny Can't Read books every night. D&D had me reading and comprehending and enjoying it. For years before I was always very imaginative, but now I had an outlet for my creative side. As the years passed by, I eventually stopped playing D&D when I... <laughs> Sorry. I should have read ahead. I wouldn't have laughed. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, finish your sentence. I eventually stopped playing D&D when I saw my first pair of tits. Not my tits, but the tits of a girl. <laughs> a real girl. That's right. D&D <laughs> uh, &D is actually how I saw my first pair of tits. So the I'm succubus, not right? It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it was another gamer. Okay. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> they called him Fat Rex. He was a D cup. <laughs> yeah, bitch tits. Have you tried it? Then <laughs> shut up. <laughs> they feel real. Suddenly, that whole <laughs> swingers jam thing doesn't seem so awkward anymore, does it? 
going to roll for seduction. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest <laughs> phrase ever, bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> Being a military brat and having to... <laughs> Having to make new friends every three years made establishing a core playing group nearly impossible. I then also discovered I was good at sports. So tits, football, and no close friends killed my RPG side at around 16 or 17 <coughs> years old. <coughs> Although playing RPGs was laid to rest, there still was a pulse. <coughs> as, a father, as a single father of a girl and a boy, their mom left us and disappeared with nothing more than a goodbye note on Mother's Day 1995 when they were just three and four years old. Damn. Oh my God. Fuck. What the yeah. fuck? This took a fucking dark turn. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible shit, dude. I'm so sorry you went through that. Oh, I, my God. I used stories and characters from my RPG days to tell them stories. Notably, Sebastian the Cranky Elven Wizard, Pluto the Playful Halfling Rogue, and Bruno Levamail the Heroic and Extremely Strong Paladin. They loved the stories, and I would often include their favorite stuffed animals as NPCs, and even sometimes as the heroes themselves, as they assisted Bruno and his companions in their continuing quest to do good deeds and save those who could not save themselves. Bruno was your character, wasn't he? I thought, yeah. Well, Mary Sue, he's the hero. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's fucking awesome that you did that. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all misty. Dark time. Keep, keep going. Wow. During the Christmas holiday 2014, as I was cleaning out old boxes from my garage and attic, I came across an old dusty box. Inside was about 150 old miniatures. Jesus, fucking treasure trove. My daughter, now a medical student and the mother of the most fantastic twins I could ever dream of grandparenting, and my son, an Air Force mechanic, were astonished when I picked out one of the miniatures and said, Sebastian. (laughs) This is touching. Damn. This is awesome. Oh, wow. They immediately came over and studied it with childish expressions. Then my son asked, which one is Bruno? I fumbled through the old minis and pulled him out. Bruno was their Superman. I had no idea the impact these stories had. Their expressions and ability to recall all those stories we shared made for one of the best holiday seasons ever for us. In February, they got me the Pathfinder beginner box for my birthday and begged for a game night. Awesome! I had never heard of Pathfinder, but I found it very easy to learn and very familial. I started searching web sites and podcasts for inspiration and ideas. I came across several podcasts, some of the ones you mentioned on your podcast, but none that I can relate to and enjoy more than Happy Jacks. Thank you very much. Yay. I am playing catch-up, and I am currently listening to Season 5. I am, however, listening to the newest episodes as they come out as well. That seems the way to do it. Yeah. 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 It's a sam- sandwich, the backlog. Yeah. Make a sandwich out of it. I guess the connection came from the fact that most all of you have similar backgrounds as myself. Gamers when younger and then, revi- gamers when younger and then revisiting and embracing APG- RPGs as old fogies. Yep. The nostalgia and fun cannot be topped. Your podcast definitely inspired me, and I am all in, both in the podcast and the game. I soon hosted a game night with my adult children and their significant others, my son's fiance and my son-in-law. They, we, had a blast. It was wonderful. I feel 14 again. I can see the excitement and joy in all of their faces, and it makes me smile even now. Five game nights later, we have moved into the core rules. Nice. I love that we are spending so much time together. My daughter even tells her children's stories about her characters and her fellow party members' adventures, the new heroes. Even my son, the good uncle he is, has joined in the storytelling. I'm getting misty-eyed just thinking about it now. So am I. Yeah, so am I. Damn, yeah. <laughs> no, really? Where's Who knew that all those years of being both mom and dad to my children and telling them stories based on an RPG I played over 30 years ago would inspire them to create and share their own stories of slaying a band of goblins or surviving their first encounter with a dragon. They each have their own minis, which they painted themselves and take so much pride in. Our game has grown into an exciting campaign that each of us looks forward to, to playing together. I even plan on them meeting and running a quest for an older, retired, older and retired paladin named Bruno Levamail. 
Thank you, Stu. Thank you to each member of the Happy Jacks podcast for a fun yet informative listening adventure. Sincerely, James Allen. P.S. I think I'm supposed to I am supposed to include at least one P.S. So here it is. Uh, P.S.S. Which actually be P.P.S. Postscript script because he wrote it twice and then he erased it and wrote it again. <clears throat> right, this dude is 49, GMs with his grandkids, and fucking does Krav Maga. <laughs> My Krav Maga instructor heard about our Pathfinder game and expressed the desire to join. He has never played a tabletop RPG, but seems excited about joining in. Uh, I guess he will want to play a monk. He <laughs> <laughs> might surprise you. He likes to tell us in class to, quote, <clears throat> punch them in the neck and then knee them in the groin and then a hammer fist to the back of the head and then a foot stomp to the head or groin. It should add some color to our combat. Uh, the Captain Kirk move, yes. <laughs> uh, that's the best email ever. That's a, that that is a fucking fantastic email. That goes up on the wall as best email ever. Uh, can you imagine being there and, and he holds out the miniature and goes, Sebastian, and they're all like cleaning the crap. I go, what? Adults. And, yeah, yeah, adults. And they're like helping Dad clean the garage. They're like, what do you mean? You mean that's he's real? Uh, what a great what a great story. That's a, that's a good awesome. email. That is and, awesome. And I have respect for anyone who can paint their own miniatures. Me too. I have respect for anyone that can raise two children on their own after mom just disappeared on Mother's Day. I mean... No, that's, that's true yep. as well. But Guy's a superhero. Yep. <laughs> and not bad-mouther. Yeah. Yep. You yep. just said she left. Yep. But, yeah. dude, good for you, dude. That's Absolutely. awesome. Best email ever. It is. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'm still a little misty. I am. I'm genuinely <laughs> misty. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call it. Because we have to tear a fair apart tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be crying then, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go play Magic the Gathering tomorrow. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'd rather go out to fair. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? (laughs) I'm writing my con games. But see, I'm doing it at a gym, so it's supposed to smell that way. Uh, My my oldest daughter, Emily, (laughs) has gone to school. and is uh, I never forced her to be a gamer, but she's like surrounded by it. Now she's into magic, so it's uh, it's a gateway drug. It absolutely is. All right. Come on. Really? And don't forget about this. <laughs> We're of Happy Jacks Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 18 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Tyler. This is Stork. I'm Tim. And Tim, you want to have something to say real quick? Yeah, don't forget about the Swords and Wizardry <laughs> Encounter Contest. The Swords and Wizardry Encounter Contest. And the email you at, tim at happyjacks.org. The deadline is the last day of this month. Get them in. And at Gibbering Jamer, you have all the that's, information for the... That's gibberinggamer.com. Okay. Yes, right. with hard Gs, gibberinggamer.com. All right. And we'll leave you with a song. Dungeons and Dragons. When we're both in the moment And 
We each know just how good that feels I don't like to boast But what I love most Is when you are head over heels Let's all raise a glass to my lady Your heart is honest and true I love you my dear You're sweeter than beer This song is my gift to you when you and your girlfriend are kissing It's so stimulating to see Her tongue on your lips, your hand on her hips The only thing missing is me Let's all raise a glass to my lady Your heart is honest and true I love you my dear, you're sweeter than beer This song is my gift to you the wet spot in bed says I love you The hair in my teeth shows I care Though your mouth I ain't in when it drips down your chin You never look better, I swear Let's all raise a glass to my lady Your heart is honest and true I love you, my dear, you're sweeter than beer This song is my gift to you I bugger your sister quite often It's a passion that just never ends So much that I see that it's too much for me So I brought along twelve of my friends Let's all raise a glass to my lady Your heart is honest and true I love you my dear, you're sweeter than beer This song is my gift to you I love you, my dear, you're sweeter than me. This song is my gift to you. The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.